found the official Experience Jackson podcast, your guide to visiting Jackson County, Michigan. From where to stay to insights on how you can play, where you can eat, and insider tips to create your memorable experience in Jackson County. Come on over. And today we are going to take a unique trip to something that you may not think of visiting while on vacation, but after this conversation, you will want to make this a part of your stops on your visit to Jackson County. Uh, We will be talking about the historic Carnegie Library today with special guest Calvin Battles, who is the adult services coordinator at the Carnegie Library in just a moment. Uh, Before we move any farther, though, I want to remind you that we do have a free trip planner link on our Experience Jackson website. So if you're looking to make that trip and for a great place to grab drinks while you're on the road in Jackson or wondering what mouthwatering stop you should make for dinner, we have plenty of opportunities. You can make your plan through your desktop, laptop, or tablet at experiencejackson.com or through our Experience Jackson app available in Google Play or the App Store. Now jumping into our conversation, Calvin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm looking forward to having a nice talk. Yeah, this is really exciting. Now, um, I want to start out this conversation first uh, with setting the standard. We always look to talk to experts on the show and you, you may or may not appreciate this, but just last year in 2022, you were named one of the 41 Movers and Shakers by Library Journal. I'm talking national recognition. And it was all uh, in your quote, in an article I saw, pointing back to your passion for people. I'm going to go back. This is a story that I tell that I think is a a good example of what we're talking about. So oftentimes I went to Michigan State. I was Uh in James Madison College at Michigan State. And we had a class and oftentimes in your classrooms, they ask you to say what you want to do with your life. And so the the James Madison is, is very well renowned, and I had people in my class who were saying they were going to be president and Supreme Court justice and you know a, a state senator and all of these things. And what I wrote way back then was I want to help people, oh. and so that has sort of been my guiding light in life mm-hmm. when it comes to work, at least. And and I would say hopefully I would say outside of life as well or outside of work life as well. Um, but really, I've used that idea as how I how I decide what I'm going to do when it comes to profession. But it really all stemmed from that idea of just really wanting to help people. Um, and that probably goes back, if I'm really psychoanalyzing myself here, to my mother. My mother was a longtime Jackson public school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think that I took on this idea of helping people from her. And so that's that's where all that comes from. You know, when you talk about a library... I don't know, maybe it's more common than I believe, but I don't feel like there's typically like a romantic story about how the library came to be. <laughs> and uh, I and I hear that there's something along that lines. Can you take us back through this particular library setting in Jackson and what it means, kind of where it came from? Yes, absolutely. We do have a very unique story and I would hazard to guess that we are probably the most unique story about uh, when it comes to Carnegie Libraries. Wonderful. And so um, Carnegie Libraries were um, funded by Andrew Carnegie, who was a steel magnate way back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, He made an insane amount of money in those times. And one of his uh, guiding philosophies was that you shouldn't die rich. And so nearing the end of his life, the last, I think about 
20-ish years or so after he sold um, his company, which is US, was U.S. Steel, he decided he was going to give that money away, essentially. And one of the ways that he gave away that money was to help people build libraries. He was born in Scotland and was raised in Pennsylvania, and he was a very poor gentleman. Mm-hmm. And back then, libraries didn't exist. But one of the people in his town, one of the well-off people in his town, had a library that he let Andrew Carnegie come into to educate himself. And he always said that that was sort of the thing that pushed him into being able to be the Andrew Carnegie that we all know and love. Wow. He basically said, okay, as long as you have the land and you guarantee that you will staff a place, mm-hmm. I will give you the money to build the library. Wow. And so there are Carnegie libraries all throughout the United States and through Scotland somewhere around 50 to 75 Carnegie libraries throughout the United wow. States still. What that entailed was you wrote, you applied, and if he accepted your application, he would give $50,000 to build a library. And remember, you know, this is 19, early 1900s. That's probably equivalent to yeah. multiple millions of dollars Actually, now. I've done the math. Okay. <laughs> that's about $2.5 million yes. dollars. That's yes. amazing. And so we applied for the library. We got approved in 1901. Mm-hmm. There was some issues in the building process, one of them being the wall that they built fell down. Oh. And there were some <laughs> other, like the cost of things were more than they anticipated. So the person who applied, her name was Zelie Emerson. Um, she was a local Jackson person who was very, very involved in the community and really, really wanted a library in Jackson County. The interesting part of the story, the part that makes it so unique, is that she and Andrew Carnegie were from the same town in Pennsylvania and they knew each other growing up. And he had actually asked her to marry him and her father, who was a Episcopalian, I believe, minister, said no because he was poor. The irony of that is hilarious, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Because he became the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we applied, after we had the incidences of the wall falling down and things being a little more expensive, she wrote him a personal letter to ask for another $20,000, and he accepted that. The other really interesting thing about our library is that usually, so you would apply and they would send you two blueprints. They would mm-hmm. say, pick one of the two blueprints that these, we're going to give you the money. We want We want it to be splint, you know, we want it to sure. be big and splendorous, yeah. you yeah. know, like we want it to be something that catches the eye. And because we were able to get extra money, we basically combine the two blueprints. So we have an incredibly unique library that it looks almost entirely different than any Carnegie library you'll see anywhere. Every other one is one of two blueprints. And we we got lucky enough to we were able to combine them. Um, the funny part about it is that even then, Miss Emerson wanted more money. <laughs> and so she went. Don't we all? <laughs> yes. And she went to visit Andrew Carnegie to ask for more money. And he said no. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, but we still got $70,000, which if $50,000 is 2.5, mm-hmm. we're talking probably three yeah. plus million dollars to build mm-hmm. our library. And wow. it is a very, very cool and unique library. So one of my favorite stories about the library system in general is before Carnegie was built that we had a local men's club that basically were, were the starting the stepping stones to having the library. And in 1871, they actually brought Mark Twain in as a guest lecturer. Uh, he right was here. Right here in Jackson. He, he was here. It was not obviously in the Carnegie Library because yeah. that wasn't open yet, but it was in the men's club, which was the predecessor for the library. Mm-hmm. Um, he was paid $125, which turned out to be like $3 a minute. It was like the talk of the town. We have all of the Jackson Citizen Patriot available mm-hmm. that we can go back and read, which is our mm-hmm. local newspaper. And for weeks leading up to it, all the, the newspaper was Mark Twain's coming, Mark Twain's wow. coming. For a week afterwards, every, I mean, they, they literally transcribed his speech into the newspaper and he 
I would assume that that is probably the famous, most famous person who's ever stepped foot in Jackson ever. And so that's a really, uh, a really cool story and kind of shows you the, that the pull of Jackson mm-hmm. in the late 1800s and the early 1900s and and shows you the capacity for people here to be interested in those things mm-hmm. and to be able to get him to come to a place like Jackson. To me, looking back on it is just really, really cool. So yeah, you think about going to another town, uh, the kinds of things that you'd visit. I mentioned this earlier, you know, you, you go to a restaurant, you go to a hotel, you go to, you know, attractions. But I feel that the Carnegie definitely falls into the attraction category, specifically just because of its amazing architecture. And it's both a state historical and national historical site as well. Absolutely. And we have all sorts of really intricate uh, architectural details mm-hmm. that really are one of a kind. We have a, a marble staircase mm-hmm. that the stone for the marble car- staircase was shipped in from Italy so that we could have this beautiful marble staircase. I, I mentioned earlier that I've been in Jackson my whole life. One of my very first memories as a very small child is going up those marble staircases to the second floor in the youth services department oh, yeah. for story time in, in the summertime. The detailing on the trim along mm-hmm. the top of the wall and along all the doors is like incredibly intricate. Um, we have tile on the first floor that was also shipped in from Italy that is entirely unique into itself. Mm-hmm. The architectural intricacies are just really, really cool. We also have all sorts of paintings in the building that, mm-hmm. that were, have been donated to us throughout the history of the library. Some of them from very famous artists, some of them worth a very nice amount of money. Yeah. Um, we also have a sculpture out front called Woman and Child. Which, oh, I just love it. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, which was created by a very famous sculptor. Um, we have a bronze bust of Abraham Lincoln that weighs it took six of us to move it um that is that that people come to see because it is one of a kind um so we have all sorts of really one of a kind things that you know from the architecture to the paintings to the sculptures to the statues we're, we're very lucky that that we have such a uh, unique library yeah to the resources and the people like calvin whose mission is to literally connect with people now if you are looking to connect with the carnegie library here's your opportunity because we have multiple hotels available across jackson county uh, this time around i'd love to highlight the fairfield inn and suites it's located just off us 127 in jackson fairfield inn and suites is awaiting your stay with amenities like breakfast an indoor pool, whirlpool, and fitness center. You can also freshen up your wardrobe with guest laundry services and make your plans for your stay at this or any of our other Jackson County hotels at experiencejackson.com. And uh, Calvin, we're about to wrap it up for today, but if people were to come to Jackson specifically to visit the Carnegie Library in downtown Jackson, what would be the first thing that you'd show them if they walk through the door? Uh, to be able to show off this beautiful piece that you guys get to enjoy. I think that I would have to show them the staircase, the yeah. marble, the white marble staircase, because first of all, it's right when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, part of this is personal. Like it has a very personal, it gives a very majestic feel to the library. Yeah. It is very reminiscent of Sound of Music mm-hmm. and the the scene from the scenes from Sound of Music with the, the beautiful staircases. It is, it is truly a, a majestic place to say the least. Excellent. Now, if people want to find out more about the library, how they could visit or even connect with you if they have questions, um, how would they do that? Um, they're welcome to give the give the library a call. Uh, our phone number is 
Um, you can also just go on our website. It has all sorts of information on there, including my uh, e- my picture with my email address. You're welcome to email me or any of the other Carnegie uh, coordinators. Great. There's three of us that are all uh, kind of lead the building together. Great. Well, Calvin Battles with the Carnegie Branch Library in Jackson. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been listening to the official Experience Jackson podcast, your guide to visiting Jackson County, Michigan. Plan your visit at our website at experiencejackson.com or through our free Experience Jackson app in Google Play and the App Store. We'll see you in Jackson.